I don't know. I just never know how, how we can naturally get into it. So going to let it record for a second. It's been a while. I don't know. Is this where, is this where we record? I don't remember what to do. It's been Hello? so long. I don't hey. put, put these on. It's, oh, it's so loud. Oh, oh, this is what I sound like. Shit. You've never heard your voice it's, before. It's, it's terrible. I, I never watch anything I'm in. Yeah, but you, but you got to do ADR loops and things, right? I, I don't look. I just guess. Well, they, I mean, they tell me it is it is okay, and I leave. Yeah, but I assume you can hear yourself in the playback. But what about walking in the park? You never listen? Adam, I'm sitting on a bench looking at birds eating a hot dog you just, i don't know you just said that he just said that you were in a recording studio right now i'm very confused sir this, is are we fact, recording walking in the park right now correct me <laughs> for wrong <laughs> think yes and some movies uh, are you are you going to talk about some movies today? I mean, I've never heard you actually talk about movies on here. You just come in and and sprout nonsense that I am all for. You know, Adam, I don't appreciate you disparaging my reviews of wonderful benches. I, I was going to. I mean, I would love to hear about benches. I had a wonderful pretzel from a cart. The man was lovely. I he was enthusiastic. Well, it's mustard. I didn't understand why. What, what was the name of the cart? You want to sh- give him a shout out? Gaspucci's m- fucking pretzels. I didn't care for the name, but damn, that was a good pretzel. Gaspucci, you was a good fucking pretzel. Was it Gaspucci's pretzels or, or was fucking in the title? It was in the title. This is why I was so offended. Now it- now, did the card have, like, a picture of a man fucking a pretzel? Oh, Adam, you're so graphic. Why? Why? I mean, I didn't name it. And what happened to Dennis? What do you do to Dennis when he show up at his house to record? I'm... Huh? Ad- what? what was that, man? I I think I just saw Christopher walking storming out of the, the recording studio. What? Oh, Jesus, eh, what'd you eh. to him? I mean, he was talking about fucking pretzels, I don't know. There was large grains of salt flinging all over the place. I didn't really understand what was happening, so I, I did. It was nonsense. So they uh, were mustard? I don't... Eh, yeah, gazpacho loves mustard, I guess. Gazpacho. I don't, I don't, I never know what, to, I, I never know what to expect out of that man. Ugh. But, nonetheless... Episode 140, Movie Toast News and Reviews is here, Dennis. It's the Movie Toast, the show, here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We'll talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! How you feeling about this episode? Pretty good, man. I cannot complain. I'm looking. In fact, I am very damn excited to talk about one of the uh, hot releases from the last couple of weeks with you. This episode, but you know, 
jumping the gun a little bit as usual for uh, for, for Dennis oh and the movie toast. But uh, until then, I know we got some fun toast to cover for you folks. What about you, dude? We do. And I, I'm good. I'm good. And once again, this episode is not sponsored by anyone. So we'll say whatever we want. No. As as Mr. Walker lets you know. I, have, I found it. had a catch in my throat. Oh. Oh, sorry to hear that. Oh boy! So, uh, hey, if you're if you're listening to this episode, you're like, hey, why are we not talking about Bullet Train and other movies that came out last week, or whatever comes out this week? We're recording a week in advance, so uh, bastards. Just so sorry. Boom. We have to review. No, no, good point though. No, That's right. but uh, <laughs> but but the movies we're talking about should still be in cinemas. So uh, go check them out, anyways. And now we lose everyone. No. Now they're for the rest of you hardcore listeners, check in for the rest of the show. I still would like to know if we actually have hardcore listeners. <laughs> That's like, you, man. Thank you, thank you for reporting back. Keep giving me shit at one time. It's, it's all good. I'll, I, I can take it. I can take it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well. Maybe I'll give you a shit over uh, over what we got to talk about first, Dennis. You, you ready for some polls? Oof, let's do it. I'm excited. Hit me with the poll. Polls. And then can I say last episode, you were saying polls like it was the beginning of the song and the beginning and the end of the it led in perfectly to that. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> it was it was it was something magical. Well I thought. Executed, sir. I will I will give the props. Yeah. I will give the props as well. Yes. Thank you very much, Al, for cutting that in there so sweetly. <laughs> um so uh, up first. Last episode, you've reviewed the feature film Westworld. And I yes, wanted sir. to know if Westworld was a real theme park and you get away with doing pretty much anything without any consequences. Would the Toasties go? Oh. Out of yes, maybe a no. Ooh. I gotta be honest. If I if money were no object, fuck yeah, man. I would love to go. But I don't think yeah. I could help but want to be the good guy. You know, like I, I want to be yeah. the the Clint Eastwood, right? Like anyone else. I get it. Oh, I get it. From what I've seen in the trailer, is 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 it a uh, is 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 it James Brolin and his weird friend, like like James Brolin, like go and kill a man, and then like his friends, like I don't want to kill a man. He's like kill a man. Who cares? And then robots kill. Pretty much, <laughs> and then you're, you you so, question some things from that point out. So who would be who? Would I? What if we were to go to Westworld? I think I'd be the guy who like kill a man. You'd be like, I don't think so. I'll be like, ah, fucking kill a man. <laughs> My assumption would be the other way around. I feel like I would probably oh. way too comfortable with it too fast, and I'd be coaxed. Okay, be like, come on out to Vegas, let's go. <laughs> so we'd just be drunk <laughs> killing people. All right, yeah. that sounds dangerous. It's fun. Oh and, boy! And then zero grand. 
Oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking of Vegas, I went to and like anybody who comes out of a, out of out of COVID, he wants to gamble with their life again. They they I I went to a a, a casino uh, this this weekend. Uh huh. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, I was losing. Wonderful. Then I found this this Monopoly uh, slot machine called oh, Monopoly Lunar New Year. Yeah, I was I was putting twenties in, and then I was cashing out like anywhere from like forty to one hundred and forty dollars. Oh, and I was doing good. And then then I then I found this this table game called Mississippi uh, Stud. Oh no! And then I was up, and then I was down. Uh, but if you if you if you ever see these uh, Monopoly Solar Lunar New Year games. What a, what a mouthful like it is good uh nick 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 uh was down to his final uh, couple of bucks and won a thousand dollars and one bonus game on it so no dude i guess so it's, it's fun apparently it's all you hearts no dude i i could honestly spend an entire night just watching you gamble because it is so fucking thrilling like i that i you might vegas are just walking side by side while you're gambling I'll, I'll throw a few bucks down but i never have the balls to do like and like i like you always have the hard line you know it's like it, it's never that crazy but, but you know no it's 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 like watching this show it's like holy sh- oh my god he went for it holy fuck you got it oh my god well i will say i will say it did get out of control out of the mississippi stud like because it's like this game is like fantastic like you're just playing you're not even playing against the daily you're just playing and like Ooh. It, it, it's okay. like you don't gotta put crazy amounts down. I think just to play basics is like maybe twenty, twenty five bucks, five, 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 five. And the guy got a little saucy, but okay. I, I could have been up three hundred bucks leaving, but I left with out of the four hundred I went there, I left with like hundred and sixty. So I'm like, okay. it's not a loss. It's a loss, but at least I left with money. Entertainment cost. But it's I could have left with a lot more money. Yeah. So yeah. We got there at like ten o'clock at the night and left at like six o'clock in the morning. Shit. So it was like headed up a good time. <laughs> and 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 I, and I I know this has nothing to do with movies here, but you mentioned Vegas. But uh, I I had my first sex on the beach. You know, I think I like them. They're kind of sweet, but they're kind of they're they're kind of it's a tro- kind of kind of kind of fun, isn't it? Like, isn't it pretty? Uh... A little bit, what, a little bit. What are you tasting? Like, what's what, what is it off the top? I don't know. I I I I, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it, but it was something. But I liked them. But then I tried. I tried something else that was also kind of a tropical-y thing, and it tasted like garbage. No, so, I don't know. Fuck that one. <laughs> sex on the beach. We're about. Sex on the beach okay. might be my, my third no. contender now. It's like a sex on the beach, a cranberry vodka, <laughs> and a Red Bull vodka. Oh, there you go. <laughs> they don't get manlier than those, right? You know, hey man, that's uh, anywho. I want to be partying with Vegas. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, you folks don't want to hear our uh, we took down Vegas tips. Oh boy, just basically me just following but, Adam around Vegas. Um, like I'm very excited Go, going on a bachelor party to 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 Washington D.C. and apparently the town we're going to has a casino. And I'm really hoping I can find some uh, some some more Monopoly and some some Mississippi stud. And then my friends will want to go, but my friends like to gamble too, so I'm hoping. But there anywho, sorry, sorry, people. <laughs> the poll, all right, zero percent say no. So everyone wants a part of the West World. They're like sixty-seven percent. Nay, nay, thirty-three percent say yes. Sixty-seven percent are on the line. They're not sure. They say maybe. So what? What? Well, what would you say? Like straight up, if you had the option, money was no I, object. I would go. Fuck. I'd go. Right. Where would I want to go? And I'm like, yeah. 
That's the yeah. sad part is this is after watching the fucking movie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'd go. Sure. I mean, awesome. Hey, I'm glad you, you get killed doing anything. So it's like, I mean, robots could malfunction. It could become an itch and scratchy land type situation, but uh, that could happen anywhere these days, sadly. There were times we've been to like Universal or Disneyland or some shit. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Places too, right? Come on now. Sure. Yeah. All right. And uh, <laughs> last week, you also reviewed another Western. Uh, you reviewed the uh, John Wayne. I always want to say John Wayne Gacy. Uh, the John Wayne movie, El Dorado. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, and I wanted to know. Pilgrim. Which uh, actor is more iconic out of John Wayne, James Caan, Robert Mitchum, and Ed Asner? Oh, I mean, it is good choices, but most iconic? I mean, I would mm. think Wayne, but uh, what about mm. you? I also would say Wayne Knight, but he's not in the options here. Um, <laughs> you know, I. I <sighs> As I was posting this, I'm like, I don't really know what the fuck Robert Mitchum, who he is. But I know I hear the word Mitchum thrown around there. I mean, I'm always a big fan of the Ed Asner. And I like the James Gunn, uh, James Caan. <laughs> I would say Ed, Ed Asner, but I feel like out of all that, I agree with you. John Wayne, Ed, who, who doesn't? He's the Duke, right? Is that what the kids call him? By kids, I mean 90-year-old and 70-year-old people who love Westerns. Yeah. Um, so... Out of no surprise, I guess, with that, we have a two-way split on zero. Giant Goose Egg goes to Ed Asner and Jimmy Kahn. Oh. So Robert Mitchell. So it leaves a 67-33. I would have figured uh, James Kahn yeah. got a few. Yeah, with, with with his death, I thought we'd get a little, little bit of that sympathy I'm vote. Yeah. Or even with Elf. I, I Especially yeah. the, the, the last episode when you pointed out, like, both he and Ed Asner are an elf. Like that's oh wow, okay. But, but I guess I guess how many kids out there know his name's James Con, uh, James Con? They're probably like oh the guy that runs the fucking publishing company or whatever. They probably don't know his name. The guy that doesn't like receiving lingerie in the mail. That's all I remember. Yeah, who, who doesn't like? Yeah, he doesn't like his son. Uh, a special someone. He doesn't like Elf Grams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what an asshole Sing. when you think about it. <laughs> I'm meeting my dad. Um, so 33% surprisingly, Dennis, goes to John Wayne. A staggering 67 goes to Robert Mitchum. Okay. Yeah. Some old school fit. I like it, folks. I like it. I was not expecting that mm -hmm. result. It's legit. Good for you, Toasties. Too legit. Shocking, shocking us toasters. Yeah. Keeping it real. Uh, Dennis, and uh, I reviewed the Netflix movie The Gray Man. And after I gave it a scathing review, I don't know if you saw the news on the interwebs. They're giving it a sequel and spinoff film. That so I'm like, oh, shit. Sure. What's that? You did? Yeah, I, w I did hear about that. I, I was already scared off of watching him. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. We're getting more. So I was like asking the toasties for the real truth. I said, did you enjoy Netflix's The Gray Man? And the officers were, yes. I have mixed feelings. No, and I haven't seen it. Oof. And we got a whole cornucopia of answers here. I'm scared. I'm scared, Adam. Hold my hand. All right. 5% say I have mixed feelings. 10% uh, say I haven't seen it. So okay. it leaves a 70-15 split. 
Oh, God. <laughs> As you could imagine, 15% said no, and 70% said they enjoyed it. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, mean, I can't personally, that's, speak uh, harshly, but yeah, I trust your judgment pretty, pretty well, though. Uh, and it, it wasn't just me, man, it was the original toasters as well, Tommy and Corey. Like, literally, it was like a, uh, um, a knockoff every. Every actor, every half of an act had like a different style of a movie. You're like, this is a little uh, bit Jason Bourne. This is a little bit of this. This is a little of that. And he could, but I mean, hey, whatever. I don't know. Fuck me. I mean, I, that's what, what America I wants. I recently talked to someone. I discussed it with one of my coworkers. Uh, shout out to you, Cody. Uh, Red, uh, fuck. What was that other? Oh, the Ryan. Red? Red? Red Notice. Oh, 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 Red Notice. Oh, yeah. I was just like, yeah, hey, I finally saw Red Notice. I'm like, oh, yeah, what'd you think? I, like, I kind of liked it, man. What are you complaining about? I'm like, no! Nah! <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who else liked it? OG Toaster Tommy. Tommy's like, no, Red Notice. I like that. I'm like, dude, that movie was shit. That was a fucking steamer. Pile. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a fucking lot. But hey, that's also getting a sequel, Dennis. So. I know. What the fuck do we know? We should, we should, we should take the toasters into the into the bathtub and just end it right now. If this is the state of the movies. <laughs> oh no! You know what? We're just going to completely I'm, pivot the show. Taquito I, talk. We're just going to actually. Talk I'm sitting tacos in taquitos. <laughs> I'm sitting in my shed, looking at my my nicely sitting pool, and I'm like, I could do it right now. I could take my microphone and laptop into the pool. Nope. But. There's more polls, so I can't do it. <laughs> Staying on uh, on par with the gray man. I wanted to get to the nitty gritty, even nittier than that. Mm. I wanted to know who the hunkiest actor in that film was out of Ryan Gosling, oh. Chris Evans, Renee Jean Page and Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, and I'll tell yeah. you, I, it was I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to buy it, but this like flies on shit. A lot of people like the hunks. And it's a close call for some of these hunks. Yeah. Yeah. You... <laughs> no, shit, I got it backwards. I call it a sling blade. Okay. Not in the movies. I cannot speak for any of these gentlemen. So this is up to you, man. Yeah, but you know, you know the men. You know the bodies. You know the look. Haters. That's all you need, and you just gotta imagine that uh that 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 Chris has a mustache and he's always wearing a polo and he looks like he's working at a Foot Locker oh, most of the time. I'm hearing that's yeah, cool. BBT, <laughs> uh, BBT, Billy Bob Thornton, seven uh, percent. Yeah. People aren't into the scruff and gruff. I would have given Billy Bob. He's a handsome chap. <laughs> it was a good time, Charlie. Okay. Okay. Eighteen percent. Right. You want to guess who who gets the eighteen percent spots? Oh, isn't this quite the night? Just sitting here reviewing hunky men. I couldn't fathom a guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that, that, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I am shocked. Eighteen percent. Catch Eighteen percent. Ryan Gosling. Oh. I'm actually. I thought Ryan Gosling would be like at the top. Me. I'm one of the shocked too. I assumed he was number one. I assumed he was number like, one. Huh. Like, if you toast his knock on and saw the Ken shirtless pictures, I guess not. 
You fucking freak. I didn't seek that out. But uh, I've heard the new the local news even freaked out about it. Like it's L.A., so of course they pretty, freak out about it. They're pretty cool, man. Okay. Some pretty good picks. If I if I could have picks like that, I'd have picks. But nobody wants to see my boobies in my tummy. <laughs> I mean, I guess some people could, but I mean, I I'll wouldn't see mine either. Um, I mean. I'd see yours. So, so thirty. I mean, <laughs> you probably have. There's no doubt that you probably have. I mean, there's no it's doubt. Thirty-two percent. Thirty-two percent, Dennis. Uh, we got we got Captain America and the dude from Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Any guesses? I'm not right. sure if it's Bridgerton. Thirty-two percent go to my main man, my co-pilot, Chris Evans. People love this guy from Bridgerton, man. Bridgerton guy got forty-three percent. The ladies, the ladies are loving the Bridgerton men. Bridgerton men, and and, I mean this guy is so. That's so, so cool. He's like, I don't even. I'm not even going back for the second season. Fuck it, I'm done. I married the girl. I'm out of here. I don't think he talks like that. <laughs> if he did, this maybe he does. I haven't seen the show. Everyone sounds like in the show, including the ladies. Every... I'm Bridgerton. Hello. Look at my dress. See, now, I don't know. I don't know if Bridgerton's the town or family or a person. I don't know what the fuck a Bridgerton is. Toasties, get at us and let us know what a Bridgerton is. He died right before the show started. Every, that's what they're all talking about. <laughs> Who died? The horse. The horse? What horse? Bridgerton. <laughs> Wait, was there really a horse from Bridgerton that just died? Is that like some hot cause? Because that's why they all have cars now. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. He's the horse. All right. <laughs> the horse Bridgerton. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Bridgerton. <laughs> you, 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 and little Sebastian. You two, rest in peace up Don't there. Don't be scared. In, in horse-like heaven. Oh, 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 I think like like Little Mermaid, Sebastian. Uh, no, I was talking about little Sebastian from uh, Parks and Rec, but uh, sure. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. You know the little pony? They, they gave him a yeah, whole, yeah. whole little theme day. They gave him some, some songs. But don't get me wrong. I love Sebastian. If Al could sl- slice in a little Sebastian action right now, I'd love to hear it. Like maybe he's singing. Maybe he's just talking. He's a fucking sweet fucking Jamaican fucking crab. I can't wait to see him in the live action. Lobster. Crab? Yeah. I thought it was a lobster. I don't know the difference. Well, one's- He is a lobster. You're from, the- you're from New England. You're supposed to know all this stuff. Get the ocean. From what? Uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck with the ocean. I was at the beach yesterday, too, so I guess I do fuck with the ocean. I was at the beach, but I don't fuck with the ocean. <laughs> but it was too cold, so I just I just kind of laid there and listened to the sweet Melissa. sound. You that, laugh, but I'm not being sarcastic. I was like, that could be a t-shirt. Fucking movie toast. We don't fuck with the ocean. Like, uh, I guess we got our title right there. We don't fuck with the ocean. <laughs> I hope it makes it. I hope it makes the cut. We fuck with pretzels, apparently. Oh, man. but not the fuck with pretzels. Oh, dude, I was like, I was like saying as we were driving, I saw that it was like a carnival in one of the parking lots of the ocean. I saw a fried dough truck, and the whole time, I'm like, I want to go get fried dough with my wallets oh. in my car. And then, then I'm like, well, yeah. but they're probably gonna try to charge me to go in here to get the fried dough. So I did not mm-hmm. get fried dough. 
whole time I was there thinking about Question. it. But I didn't even attempt what to walk in. What kind of fried dough? I don't know. Fried dough. I miss the old. I miss. Well, I, grew, I grew up with. We call it Indian bread when I went to powwows, which is just like a big hunk of fried dough, well, essentially. See, now that's what I fuck with. Yeah, it's just a giant hunk. Maybe lather it's, a little. For me, I lather, lather a little butter, yeah. a little, little powdered yes. sugar. That's all I need. That's Make a mess. I look like a fucking infant. You look like a child, but you're a grown man. You're like, fuck you. I just enjoyed myself. Oh, I enjoy the shit That's out of right. it. And then Sarah looks at me like, what the hell? And I'm like, hey, I can't this help it. This is your it. choice. <laughs> I could help it. If I if I ate normal, I could, but I'm not. I'm going to enjoy my fried dough. Fuck you. <laughs> my Indian corn, whatever you call it. You know what I don't like? I don't like the fucking funnel cake. Is that when there's like little holes in oh, it? It's, it's all- like, yeah, I'm losing food there. I'm yeah, losing- it's, you're, you're buying air. You're, you're paying for oxygen. Yeah. Thank you. I don't fuck with that because it's like, you know, I'm losing half of my meal here. And then all that powdered sugar and butter is just going to come out and hit me. Now, I don't also like cinnamon. I know people put cinnamon on it, but I don't. Eh. Now, this is where we disagree. I don't I can I can love some cinnamon. I can, we can we can heap some of that on there. That's fine. The strawberries I'd prefer, you know, mm-hmm. cinnamon's good, too. You know what I got one time? God, I, got, I got the boysenberry over at fucking. Now fucking keep going with that boysenberry talk. I'm not eating that. Like, I'm invested. Over over at over at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, yeah. Like I think it was for like maybe not scary farm. They had a boysenberry ice cream going. You oh. get boysenberry ice cream with a little fried oh, dough. Yeah. It was delicious. Oh, yeah. I'd fuck with that right now. I don't know. I don't know. I get too, but speaking speaking of fucking with Dennis, fucking with a little trivia. I believe last week you tied things I up. I did. You won the tournament of tournaments. I mean, I wouldn't say I won it, but I'm I'm keeping myself in the running. Keep that tech race. You won for the week. For the week. For the week. Yeah. See if we can reach it out for yeah. the year, though. Yeah. I don't know about that. You, you you we it's been neck and neck. We've been going back and forth, but. Adam, I agree. I think yeah. we are ready for some trivia. 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 All right. So uh, since you won first, uh, what can I hit you up with? How about some comedy animation? I want to get outside the comfort zone. All right. Who plays Harry and Sally in When Harry Met Sally? Billy Crystal. That is correct. Billy. I'm looking at this card here, and I feel like I feel like you recently asked me this entire card. I'm gonna look at the back really quick. I'm giving you that hey. point. Yes. Appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna put this card to the side because I can't tell. Go ahead. I do Fair apologize. Enough. I don't want repeats. I do apologize. I could be wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll get out of my comfort zone. I'll go to Horace F5, please. Alrighty. Here you go, man. Tell me, who stars as Carrie in the 1976 movie of the same name? Oh, you know, I should know this. I should know this. <laughs> uh, is is. is I want to say like Sissy Spacek, but I know it's not that. Uh, oh, fuck. Something with a C. Maybe something with an S. Um, gosh, darn it. Uh, sorry. I'm just really trying to run through these, these like, 
talking celebrities in the 70s and 80s. We're talking Carrie. Carrie. I... I'm... I'm going to feel like such a fool once I hear the actual name. But, um... I, why can't I come up with fucking names for these people? Um... God, was she in? Was she was she in Castle Rock? Was I'll just stick with Susie Spacek and move on because I know it's wrong, but I'm going to stick with it. Just uh, pull the sticker, pull the bandaid off. Tell me, Adam, if your answer is Sissy Spacek, you're correct. That is, I'm like, you're wandering away. I'm like, no. Nope. I literally <laughs> thought it was someone else. I, I honestly felt like I don't know why that name came to head. I never think of Sissy Spacek, but I'll take it. You got it, man. That is correct. All right, dude. Uh, now, now I'm ready for some action adventure. All right. All right. Whew. Oh, boy. That's hey. some action right there. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh. Now, this is a good one. I think you'll get this. I know your wife would get this. This one, oh. this one was like, uh, like my childhood right here. Who plays the adventurous babysitter in Adventures in Babysitting? So, oh. fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, I feel like you almost had it right there. Oh. And I'll give you a hint. I felt no. like I haven't seen her. Who? Elizabeth Chu. Yes. Yes, sir. All right. Nice. Nice. I. It's weird. I feel like I hadn't seen her in a while. And then, like, she popped up in Piranha 3D. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, shit, she's still around. She's working. Oh, she's working late. She is. Working that shit. Uh, I'll take a... Uh, drone. <laughs> I always think of Deadpool 2. I heard that the other day, I think, on, like, a, a playlist. I'm like, what the That's fuck? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess Dolly Parton. I guess. Yeah. Uh, could I do a? Uh, could I do a drama musical? Absolutely. Tell me, Adam, who directed *Raging Bull*? Uh, is that uh, Marty Scorsese? That'd be Marty. You got it. Oh, whew. still never seen it. Is that that's about boxing, right? With uh, De Niro and Scorsese. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is nice. correct. And you get a little, get a little uh, Joe Pesci action up in there, too. Ooh, I always like the Pesh. The Don't pesh. mess with the Pesh. That's what I say. Don't what mess with the Pesh. The Pesh. <laughs> it's like a radio fucking He could. Signature. I would listen. He, he doesn't even need to play music. He'd just run his mouth the whole time, and I would just be in love. Be fantastic. Just, just he should have, like, his own morning. Shut up. But just shut the hell up. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh, I want to hear a constantly argumentative Joe Pesci on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, uh, let's do a drama musical. I'll I'll go the same route. Okay. I think you got it. What 2015 film stars Christian Bale, Steve Carell, the third hottest man in fucking the gray man, Ryan Gosling in Brad Pitt. What a cast. Oh, what a film. Oh my God. But I haven't 
watched it, but I know uh, uh, um, it's the beginning of the end for uh, for 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 Anchorman's uh, the big uh, yeah yeah some oh my god it's big all right it fuck and it's ironic I'll say that that should help you it's ironic how big it is. I guess that shouldn't help you, but once I tell you, once you say it, you'll be like, I guess, I guess it could be ironic. I'm. Uh... I could give you a hint, but that would give away the answer. You know what? Fuck it. I just I, the, I, I Fallout reference to Big Empty. I, I don't know it. I don't know it. Okay, you're close. The Big Short. Motherfucker! I know. Oh. Uh, I wanted to give it to you for my, I, but I just. Uh, it was close for a movie you didn't see. That's close. All right. I knew there, it was uh, a. Yeah, I knew it was something silly like that. I I apologize. Yeah, I still got. I honestly would love to give to, especially after the fucking the cast you just listed off. Oh yeah, well, there's more. There's more, man. And you know what really stuck out in that movie? I think, I think Brad Pitt is like in like, uh, uh fucking. Uh, airport in like japan or something like everyone's wearing masks i'm like haha people wear a mask in public how dumb is that <laughs> uh, um i'll go with action adventure as well please as well as the fact that you had one two turns ago well as well what natural disaster film was the second highest grossing movie of 1996 Ooh, 1996 <sighs> Now I'm going to list a bunch of movies. I don't know when they came out. Mm. Are they natural disaster movies? <laughs> yeah. Well, one would hope. One Man would hope. <laughs> Dunstan checks in. That is a disaster. Dead. I'm just going to name all these movies of monkeys. Oh um, uh, Monkey Trip. Congo. Um, There's like way earlier than 96, too. Like, these are all. Sure. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, solid hints, because obviously these are leading you the right direction. No, 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 no. Um, like, I want to say, like, Event Horizon. I want to say Dante's Peak. I want to say Twister. Ooh, ooh, now I'm thinking Twister. I wasn't thinking Twister before. I feel like Armageddon's too late. Wait, Natural Disaster? No, I was going to say Titanic, but Titanic is much later, and uh, it's not really a natural disaster. Yeah, I'm going to say... Uh, I would say Twister. No, is that the name of the movie with the fucking storm chasers? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, let's go with Twister. Did he talk himself there, folks? Let's find out. And it's in the cup. Yes, it is Twister. We 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 got Oof. it. We shot. All right, got wow. there. I was concerned. Again, I thought you were going to talk yourself out of the answer, but uh, you made it there. I really thought it had something to do with space or a volcano. Because, you know, there was like the two volcano movies in the, tw- the, the 90s. For all of those uh, events evolving demons in space, I'm surprised we didn't include Event Horizon as a natural disaster movie. Because they are quite prevalent for those doom-like scenarios we frequently mm. are brought, brought to our attention here on Earth. I... I I do wish it was less a problem. You know, we got to send Carl Urban up there, clean shit up. Yeah. 
Not the rock, though. That'll make things worse. No, no, you gotta send someone who's gonna go and call the asteroids a bunch of fucking cunts. <laughs> All right. I'll teach them a lesson. Use a bunch of... Yeah, no, I can't. I tell, I tell, I tell you, off mic, I told you, we were watching the, the, the Netflix animated family movie Sea Beast, and he's, he plays this, like, pirate, and I'm just like, all right, Billy Butcher, what? When, when, when's he going to call this kid who's a storeway a cunt? When's he going to, when's he just going to start doing bad things and being, being one of the boys? But no, yeah, he's just for you folks who are not aware, you don't watch the series, the boys available on Amazon prime. <laughs> highly, we both highly recommend it, but this is yeah, I mean, <laughs> you should, you should definitely watch that. I'm supposed to be listening to this. I would pause this and watch that. You got a lot of good stuff happening. This over is there. Star Trek. Here you got, you got, here. <laughs> no, no. No. Lord of the Rings. No, who that doesn't look very good, but you know, I'll, I'll check it out. Oh, but, yeah. oh, oh, no, I'm excited you. for you. Hmm. Okay, sure. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about it. I am also did see the trailer for the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie finally today. and I'm very intrigued by that. It's like a trip. I got to say... The cast mm-hmm. is already like, all right. And then the story is like, okay, you guys have nailed like uh-huh. the tone of playing like a session. It has a certain lightness. Yeah. You have these like mm-hmm. added layers. To, it's not just a dragon that breathes fire. It's dragon that breathes tar. Guess what? We could light that tar on fire if we need to later. You know, like I like, I like these touches that's it's 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 legit like john on facebook i saw both of my previous uh dungeon masters like talking about oh shit they're actual it seems like fucking creatures and beasts from the actual game so hopefully (laughs) these people know what they're talking about (laughs) if i if i if if i if i stand corrected i i believe it's uh the cats that wrote fucking uh spider-man uh homecoming uh oh, the, 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 the cat the okay. what's his face from fucking freaks and geeks i think now i gotta look this up uh but yeah you're right that movie I, i'm i'm excited which if i if i stand corrected it has uh the gray man's hunkiest actor in it yeah it does oh i i'm wrong it was directed by the guys that wrote fucking spider-man mm. uh homecoming still so i mean they were they were there either way yeah yeah yeah. Um, anywho, Dennis, uh, what what can I do you for? What what would you like to tackle? In this what one? you do me a horror sci-fi. Uh, which film in the Mad Max franchise was nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? Fury Road. I'll give it to you, even though the card says Mad Max. Max Fury Road. Yes, yes, that is correct. Zooming in through the fucking <laughs> windshield. Ugh. Oh boy, man! They're they're filming the Furiosa prequel oh, right now. I'm already jacked. Um, I'm I'm ecstatic. I remember I literally walked out of the theater on that one. I'm like, I don't know if they're fucking because the hyper realistic fucking frame rate that was going on. I'm like, am I the only one who feels like this is weird and like it's fucked up? And I walked back in. I'm like, I guess I am. So I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> Because there's like no dialogue for the first 40 minutes and it's all just crazy fast action. Sure. Yeah. It reminds me of, but movies from the time when the Mad Max movies came out. 
I think oh, yeah. it's definitely yeah. the fingerprints left over from the director is that like, I didn't need it. I, I actually liked the fact that look how much story was told with so few words. Uh, hard to do. I don't know how many movies can pull that off. Shit, yeah. These days, writing that like how how would you write a movie where for the first like forty <laughs> minutes, not a word can be spoken, or if it is, it's got yeah. like exclamatory from the background. You know, like mm-hmm. not. But I will say, forward. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think I saw the other other films. I feel like I saw maybe one of the films in the franchise, but. I, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the whole movie—they're going in one direction, and then they undo everything and go back in the other direction. I'm like, what the fuck? What a tease! Why, you assholes? That's what they all do. That's what you had to learn. That's what you would learn about watching the other films. Is that so? The first one kind of like sets the stage. This is what who Mad Max is. The rest of the movies are like chapters in the tales of Mad Max, in no particular uh. order. These are just like the. This is the lore. These are these are the, the stories told over campfires over hmm. who Mad Max is. That, that's I believe how you're actually supposed to interpret the rest of the films. Fair enough. Now, if you if you if you want another flair, something in the Mad Max style world, a homage to say to that style of film. One of my favorite films from 2015. You should check out, ladies and gents, Turbo Kid. It's about like a futuristic dude on a BMX in a wasteland. And he has like a robot sidekick lady friend. It's a fantastic film. Fantastic film. I remember that being a Netflix queue and I just did not get around to it. Me and and the old roommates caught that in the theater over uh, in Van Nuys. It was well worth going to that weird theater. Nice. Yeah. Anywho, Dennis, could I do a uh, comedy animation, please? I certainly think you can. Tell me, sir. Which Seinfeld actress lent her voice to the movie A Bug's Life? Seinfeld actress? I'm a bug. Why do I want to see like it was like Jerry Seinfeld's mother, the actress who played her? Um, Julie Louise Dreyfus, I guess, is the only only person I could think of that Damn, would make sense. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Yeah. Like, you're correct. That's that doesn't make any sense. It's like you were it was funny if you just said Seinfeld star. Because she is uh the, the actress you you were just previously mentioning is in uh Toy Story Two. As Mr. Yeah, exactly, she's Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why I'm like I could see her being in there as well because I mean I, she is not but, in A Bug's Life. That would be Julia Louis Dreyfus. Man, I, I haven't seen that movie no. in quite some time. Me either. Heimlich, I love that Heimlich character. Yeah, I'm a beautiful butterfly. I'm, he's uh, Yeah, what a cool guy. <laughs> All right, man. So what? What is it? Is it three to three, three to four? I don't even know. To three, you are just ahead. So hopefully, I can take this motherfucker with a. Is it three to two or three to four? Four to three. Three to three. Three. Four to three. Four to three. Okay, sorry. Three. That that would suck. Yeah, no, no, that's not bad. That's that's eleven hours. You know, it's it's funny. My uh, production supervisor the other day was joking around, talking about like. Work in twelve hour days, and then when when you say it out loud, 
That's half the fucking day. Yeah. And yet that's normal for film work. What the yes. fuck is that? What the fuck <laughs> were we living in this world for? The other day, I was, I was talking to my coworker, Cody. Uh, it's like, yeah, isn't it funny? We just casually toss around 12-hour workdays like it's nothing when, like, most other fields of work, 8 to 10 hours is the standard. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Shit. Well, oh, you're you're slaving away halfway through the day. Your your friends and family are getting out of work, starting their day, right? Having fun. Ugh, assholes. <laughs> uh, Hashtag Friday. Fucking fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> no, I know. I totally get that. It's, it, it is it's a it is a unique observation. It does maintain over here in our field. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, what can I what can I do you for? Hmm. I, I hope I can earn some points here. Ah, uh, drama musical. Let's do it. I think I have decent luck there. All right, drama musical. All right. Oh, you know, I still have not seen this movie, and it's always in my queue on things. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll finally get to it. Shit. And and I think a lot about the song uh, of MC Chris's QT, uh, Quentin Tarantino song, because uh, it's in a verse. These these two names. Uh, name the pair of psychopathic murderers in Natural Born Killers. Oh! Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, no. It's been so long since I've watched that. I don't think I've watched that all the way through since I was in high school. I've never, and uh, I feel like I started once, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this movie?" Right, it's definitely something that helped dictate the taste of like how I knew. It's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely a Tarantino fan, and I like oh, yeah. this weird shit. But damn mm-hmm. it, just, but it was, it's a different flavor because he didn't direct it. Um, no, he wrote it. Damn now, it! If you can think back to that MC Chris song. He does mention oh, it in the MC Chris song. Oh no, that was I appreciate your hint, man, but I don't uh, I don't call the song well enough. I I think I have to super pass. All right. Uh and Mickey and Mallory Knox. Uh, now oh, I, I think of Mallory and Mickey. Uh, yes. It's all good. I, I would I wouldn't have got maybe I would have got there with the song, I but I wouldn't have gotten there. No, I appreciate the uh the tip there. Now it's like now mm. I can I can almost hear I can hear the rhymes. Spill it. Um, I'll take a comedy animation trying to hit the win on this one. All right, man. Oh shit! Whoops! I like I almost asked you the same question I asked last round. I'll take it. Yeah. Instead, I'm going to ask you: In the Muppet Christmas Carol, what? One of my favorite Christmas carols. Fuck. Ah, what role does Kermit the Frog play? Oh, Kermit. Kermit is fucking, uh, what the fuck's his name? Name him. Uh, uh, he's the daddy of fucking, uh, to, to, to Tommy, uh, Tommy, of, of, uh, he's the daddy of, uh, fucking, uh, Tommy Tim, uh, and the, <laughs> he's the one worker for fucking, uh, next to fucking Austin Powers' dad playing Scrooge. Oh, oh my God. Uh, what the fuck? Um, oh boy. Kermit the I mean, character. I just, I mean, I describe the character. I, I know who he is, but what the fuck is his name? And I love this movie, man. Oh, oh boy. It's really scary. Um, we just like dragging it out. Come on now. Tiny, 
Tiny Tim is his son. Um, uh, Marley. Marley is his last name. Um, Marley is his last name. Um, I ooh. I feel like this should be the easiest answer in the world. Um, a part of me wants to say Bob Marley, but I know that's not the Bob Marley I'm looking for. That'd be pretty sweet if if, if Kermit played Bob Marley, though. I watched that. Um, I'm sorry. I really am stalling, but I'm really trying to think of this here. Um, Is every letter uh, <laughs> gonna be Christmas? Um, Where are right, so Let me run through some names in my head. Um, Jacob Marley. I'm going to say Jacob Marley. I'm not sure if that's true, but I'm just going to pull the trigger and say Jacob Marley. You're naming a completely different character. We were looking for Bob. <laughs> Bob Crash. <laughs> I love how you just let me go on that ride. <laughs> I'm clawing at like. <laughs> this is. You named you named the main character. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, oh no! Uh, You're like Jacob Marley uh, is our guy. That is awesome. Uh, that's, yeah, that's. So 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 so. so <laughs> no. What was the main character's name? Is the the who? Bob. We're we're trying to find Bob Cratchit. Oh yeah, but who who was the main character? Was there Bob uh, Marley? Who was Jacob Marley? Is that guy? <laughs> no, no, oh, I mean, he was... isn't that the ghost of Christmas Past? I think so. Yeah. I'll take it. It's Jacob Marley. <laughs> um, well, well, what's the name that we name a character in the Christmas Carol? <laughs> you know, I felt so goddamn confident on that last name. Uh, you were. I mean. I mean, you're, you're you're right, but you weren't entirely wrong. So no, I, I, I was completely wrong. But what was the name one more time? Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Okay, stored away in the old memory ducks right now. <laughs> All right. The free flowing memory ducks that has John. I'm never gonna forget that. <laughs> All right. Wow. Thank you for letting me just go down that trip. That's fine. And hey, not, man. not stopping me. Sometimes we just gotta go. Sometimes you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, sometimes. Horror sci-fi man, I think I think I can try to catch the fuck up back up to you. Maybe that was gonna okay. be my reserve, but yeah. now this is my best hope. I think you get this. What was the first Star Trek film with the Next Generation cast? Oh. Um. Nemesis. It was before uh, it was. Oh shit! Because that that was the first. Because uh, Whippy Goldberg was in that one too. I believe still. she was. She most certainly was. Uh, shit! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh man! Because it was like a big deal. Because like the Enterprise, like cr- I remember seeing the, like the scene of like the Enterprise crash landing into like this planet surface, and it was like this incredible event in the 
Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, I don't rem oh, I don't remember this title of this one. Sorry, Jordy. I failed. I failed. Resurrection? I don't know. That is a movie in the universe of the Star Trek. But is it the one that you want? No, it's not. I mean, it could be. It's could up to be. you. You just I tell me the name. All right. Dennis, I wouldn't have got this. But the name is in the name. Star Trek Generations. They oh. just go to the next net and an S. What the fucked up a title is that? Okay. Yeah. Um, right? Isn't that fucked up? That is. That That's is. crazy. I thought way too hard. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have gotten there myself. But you named all the other ones. Um, I'm going to go with a Horsify, too. I'll try that. Oof. Already. Oh. Okay. Oh, man. I almost feel bad. Star Trek uh, Resurrections. What author of Shogun wrote the screenplay for the 1958 movie The Fly? Shogun, which That's was a like widely popular, I believe it was a TV miniseries. Maybe. Uh, I, I have zero clue here, Dennis. Um... I'm going to go with uh, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. No, we were looking for Dr. Ian Malcolm. No, uh, James Clavell. Oh, Clavell. <laughs> Never would have got there. Classic. <laughs> classic. Yeah, so classic, Dennis. Oh, boy. You know, it's funny. Earlier when we we're off mic, we we're like, we only got fucking four movies to talk about. This is going to be the quickest episode. We haven't even talked about a movie and we're almost an hour deep right now. What a what a what an app. What an episode. What can I what can I ooh, hear a little ice action? That sounds good. I needed a little sip. I just got to clear out. The... No, it's good. I muted my mic when I did it and that's, I'm that's... almost out of water. So I'm honestly than my move. Um. All right, man. Uh comedy animation i'm i'm getting desperate now all right no you got this you got this hey you got it. it's a 50 50 shot true <laughs> or false modern times was charlie chaplin's last silent movie i believe that's like one of his most famous i must say true that is correct oh shit all right. Is it four uh, to four? Four. All right. All right. All right. What have I not asked on this card? Have I asked the action adventure on the side of your card? To be honest, I have an assortment of cards displaying because I have a lot of random questions that haven't been asked. So I have like an okay. array of cards on display in front of me. With oh, very that sounds like you're just picking and choosing how to fuck at them. But all right, uh, I'll go with an action adventure. Okay. okay. So, all right, an action adventure I haven't asked yet. Here we go. Okay. Name two of the four hobbits in the Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Only Looking two hobbits. Any the hobbit. Two towers. The two towers opposed to the four tower. Okay. Um, towers. I'm going to go up. Deuce. 
Uh, Del Duce. It's cool. I feel like there were all the hobbits in all the towers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Mary and Pippin. Mary and Pippin. Adam says Mary and Pippin. And he sealed the deal. You've got fucking trivia for this week, sir. That is correct. Boom. Correct. Other answers were Frodo and Sam, of fucking course, because they didn't like die. Too easy. Too easy. It was an easy one. Too fucking simple. Hey. You had to be paying simple. You had to be paying attention. You had to know. Yeah. All right. All right. It's all good. Um, so <laughs> before we talk about watching movies, you're gonna tell me about going to the movies, right? I, I did. I do. I does. In fact, uh, if you remember a couple episodes back there, Toasties, uh, I had mentioned the uh, one of the frequent haunts that Adam and I used to go to see some flicks had had moved just a few blocks down the street to it's an AMC 12 dine-in, big old fancy pants attached to the mall down by us. So I'm, uh, I want to give a little review of just going to the movies, uh, going to that brand new uh, movie theater. So those who are already in this part of town, if you're already familiar, it's it didn't move that much, so it's really not changing your your route if you're going to check out a movie. But it is now attached to a much bigger mall. So I will say that that is kind of a plus. It, it's like you're never short of parking. There's never going to not be a parking spot if you're trying to go uh, see a movie over here. Um, this part of the mall, though, I will say it's like still in development. So there is kind of nothing else on this wing when you're walking that way. So it kind of that kind of either needs to be your destination or you need to, you know, be cool. It's just kind of wandering around and doing your own thing. Um, but going it, it is on the third floor of the mall. So you go right up this escalator. And as soon as you land, you have the snack bar in front of you. There is a uh, 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 what do you call it? What, what's there? MacGuffin's the, bar. The bar. There's MacGuffin's to the right, but it is not open yet. They don't have their liquor license. Never yet. are. Fucking amateurs. Um, to the far left is your actual the the uh, like the ticket takers, and then there's a uh, like the digital ones, and then there's like a sky bridge to the other like four screens, the other four auditoriums, the other half of the mall. So I, I will say right away, I like the easy access to anything. You didn't feel like you were walking right into the line of anything. Although this is not like, it's not like the holiday weekend. You know, I'm waiting to see what, what, it, what it would be like during like a Star Wars release. You know, mm. I'm curious to see what that line looks like down there, how they're going to organize that. Um, that concerns me a little bit because I feel like they'd have to actually kill the escalator because it would probably back up really fast if you're still like, lining up to take tickets in there that that's my that's the police are going to pass and show the same concern that would be my concern with this location uh, off the bat but get your tickets sorted out uh it, they have a lot of the touch screens they don't have a formal counter in this one but it's not really huh. it, it didn't really bug me that much they still had people who were like assisting folks who were just assigned to standing right there to help those who needed it um get your tickets you walk in uh, we were running a couple minutes late, so we didn't both get to take the time take the time to look at the menu. But uh, we just scoped out our seats. Uh, Val ran back, and she wanted to grab us uh, a bite to eat, so she got back just before the uh, movie started, right after the like the last trailer, which was Halloween Kills. That was the first time I saw that in the big screen. That was cool. 
the Hollywood Hills trailer. So um, she got there right as Nicole Kidman was like, AMC, blah, 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 movies. <laughs> Let's fucking do this, Michael. Welcome to AMC. No. Um, yeah, right, right around there. Uh, okay. So it, it, I do like that there was, it's not as high a capacity on each screen. So I do feel like we're a tiny bit spaced out. They have the love seat style setting where they have the armrest that can lift up every two seats. So if you yeah. if you're buying if you're buying your tickets in Paris, you can kind of you could have that space to share. Um, I it, the the it's the reclining seats. They're brand new, so they're loud as hell. So it sounded like I was farting every time I like kicked the footrest in and out now um, now now were they red or blue because i feel like i feel like the blue. red now is like the blue blue oh that's now that was something i had to get used to that for the first few minutes it was like there's so many lights in the ceiling around my peripheral oh, yeah. and i was like okay i didn't even notice when people took their cell phones out which i guess now now were, were you were you in the uh, the Atmos? Were you in the uh, IMAX. the fucking this was IMAX? The, this was the IMAX, IMAX screen. Uh, okay. Did I feel like I was watching an IMAX screen? I mean, it felt like a bigger screen. I will say right away, the first thing I noticed was the sound. Holy shit! The trailers oh, were yes. almost too loud, but I kind of preferred it was almost too loud rather than not loud enough. Uh, yeah. Once we got going, I was all good. It leveled back out. It was not too much. Um, but the trailers were, yeah, like I said, just right on the cusp of like, ooh, it was almost too loud for me. Maybe that's just me getting old. Um, I was never bothered by any of the people around me. I was surprised. The, uh, the food that was served, we got a, we got a plate of nachos. The little plastic top thing, you didn't even hear it. They serve it to you, just like gently set on top so you're not making a bunch of noise. You know, like mm. the quality of the food actually was surprisingly good for you know, sitting I'm in shocked. the couple of weeks ago i finally tried i ordered some food i got a burger decently priced and pretty decently tasty and the fries were all right so, I've, uh, i always put off i'm like why am i I'm not gonna get food at a theater now we'll Especially comment just look the the fryer was not operating so the french fries what? would have been off the table yes that was not an no option ice cream no fry i mean sorry no ice cream no, no uh, alcohol no 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 fryer <laughs> nope wow Wow, but chicken nachos wow. were pretty were pretty dank. If I'm gonna throw it back nice. there for a second, um, yeah. No, I to be honest, I, it was this is probably gonna be our main go to for going to the movies now, just out of convenience of location, distance. I I like that it's brand new and clean. Um, what's interesting is the layout of the auditoriums. It's all one straight shot. It's like what so once you get past the ticket taker, it's one hallway, or you go across the sky bridge mm -hmm. to the other auditoriums. Like that's it. It's, it's like there isn't much else. And that's also kind of the thing that holds me back a little bit of like wanting to rate it a little higher is it's like I wanted it to be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. I get that there's still some construction happening around it. But like once you're inside, all you have to look out are big uh, plate glass windows out to the above the parking lot, which is like, OK, it's a parking lot. And then there's uh, maybe seven or eight movie posters in the hallway. That's it. I, I know it's not arc light and I'm not going to see like wardrobe and props and shit, but like, give me a standee or two or give me some, pull me in, you know, get me excited. Give me, get, there isn't even a giant poster. I'm not like 
riding an escalator beneath a giant obnoxious banner for the next big fucking summer blockbuster or whatever. You know, like I want to be engulfed in the movie going experience and it doesn't quite do that, but the amenities are very nice. Uh, I do wish I, I could have been sipping on a brewski or a cocktail while uh, watching the flick I was, but that did not deter me from enjoying the movie, which we'll get to later. Um, hmm. But like I said, this is probably our now our go-to movie-going spot. So I will give nice. the, uh, the new AMC over in Woodland Hills a, a three slices. Three slices of toast. Yeah. Right. I, I, my, I, I'm giving it three and a half because I think we need to give it a little more time, let some of the things open up. I want to see if they maintain the cleanliness because it is in a mall. <laughs> it's clean now, but, you know, let's let's see what happens in a month or two. Mm-hmm. Three slice nice. movie theater. Not bad. Not bad at all. One day I'll see it in person. We will, sir. And I'll be and I'll fucking be there. <laughs> I won't go to the movies with you. I'll just be watching from the parking lot. Binoculars. As as you should. That, that's the way to like do it. Text uh, me. <laughs> what are you up to? What are you doing right now? <laughs> well, you know, I'm in the escalator. There's there's nothing to look at. Uh, it's just uh, an escalator ride up. Uh, yeah, good. all right. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, enjoy the movie. I mean, I'm yeah. Oh, uh, what? Oh, okay. Creep, creepy a little bit, but uh, all right, all right, cool. Um, all right, so I'm gonna kick us off here. An hour and four minutes in, and we're gonna get to one of the one of the many reviews of the of the episode. Uh, I'm talking DC League of Super Pets. Wake up, buddy. It is walk o'clock. Maybe I should let him sleep. Okay. And I'm up. Okay, Crypto. We'll go for a walk. I have an owner, and he's Superman. Let me just iron that out. They should call me Iron Man. (laughs) No. My dog's the best, but he's not the greatest with other animals. What is new with you, fellow normal dog? I bit the FedEx guy the other day. Who was he working for? General Zod, the Legion of Doom? FedEx. Of course. The Federation of Exes. Not to be trusted. What is taking my owner so long? Well, well, well. If it isn't the Justice League. Superman? What's going on? (gasps) You're super strong. I should be a lot more dead right now, right? My best friend is in danger, and you have to help me. Well, we're just a bunch of shelter pets. <gasps> but they're stronger than you think. The mighty oink. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Shell on wheels. Where the heck am I? Indestructible dog. Great. I'm the only one who didn't get any super power. <laughs> One has an abundance of power. They have a certain duty to use that power to... 
Sorry. You were saying something? How much did you have to drink? I had two toilet bowls and a bidet. Bidet, too, which is, which is crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it's like a dog water fountain. Oh. Out of the way, cat child. Ace, deploy canine shield. What is a canine? Excellent shielding. That seemed incredibly painful. Uh, anybody want to switch powers? Now this movie is about a man and his best friend. It's about Superman and his dog Krypton. Crypto? Crypto? I don't fucking know. Yeah. And then I was wondering, yeah, you think the guy that named the cryptocurrency, you think he was a big fan of this dog or is just like a lark? No, I think it just happens to be uh, similar. A little crossover right. there. So it's like Superman is getting ready to propose to Lois Lane. And he's like, my dog's going to be very jealous. So maybe I'll go get him a best friend at the pound. And uh, that doesn't work out. But as he's there, uh, <laughs> another dog is escaping from the pound. And uh, Crypto, uh, Crypto and him kind of have an exchange and... One's a good dog, one's a bad dog, one has powers, one doesn't have powers. And at one point, to fit in when uh, Superman's inside, uh, Krypton puts on a pair of glasses so he looks like any regular dog. And he talks to another dog, and he's like, oh, how's your day going, fellow dog? And this is voiced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of course. Uh, that's how the, the dialogue works. And the dog's like, oh, it's good. Bit the FedEx guy, he's like, oh, yeah. The FedEx guy, who's he work for? And the guy's the dog's like, FedEx? <laughs> oh, the evil, evil Federation is like, no, just FedEx. And the dog kind of scoots away because it's like, this guy's weird. And then like fucking uh, when 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 uh, Kevin Hart's dog is walking out of the, the pound, someone calls him a bad dog. And uh, Crypto is like, bad dog. And he like flies out of the sky wearing his uh, cape. And he's like, because he just talked to talked to Kevin Hart's dog. He's like, stop dog i've never met before and kevin hart's dog like what are you what are you talking about i just talked to you a second ago he's like no that dog had had glasses i don't have glasses so it's like, they're like, clearly calling this out yeah yeah so needless to say a little little fight breaks out uh kevin hart's dog is caught and put back in the cage um superman doesn't get another dog um he goes home Fucking Crypto's excited. It's like, oh, it's TV night. He's making snacks. He's singing songs, getting ready. And then Lois Lane shows up, and he's like, oh, fuck. And Superman's about to go on a date. But Lex Luthor finally pulls this orange kryptonite out of the sky, which is going to give him powers of Superman. And that's his giant, giant thing there. But some, one thing or another happens, and that doesn't work. So, uh... Or, or somehow the orange kryptonite, a piece of it ends up in the dog pound, in, 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 in the pound where the animals are. Now there's a pig, a fucking uh, a squirrel, oh my God. a turtle, a hamster with no hair who was saved out of a Luther's uh, uh, evil corporation, who is also evil. And then and, 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 and this one, uh, the guinea pig escapes, ends up having regular... Uh, Oh, shit, I just lost my cards here. Sorry, I was playing with my cards as I was talking. Needless to say, the hamster ends up poisoning Superman with the 
with kryptonite and and, and and kidnapping him and also taking the other Justice League members and at the same time poisoned Krypton with a with a piece of cheese that also had kryptonite in it. So he lost his powers. But all the other animals at the pound have powers now. So Kevin Hart has powers. Uh, the turtle becomes super fast. The pig can grow and shrink. The, the fucking uh, uh, squirrel has lightning that shoots out of his hands. And eh, there might be another animal. I don't fucking know. But uh, essentially, uh, Dwayne Johnson's uh, crypto has to learn how to work as a team. He, he gets Kevin Hart's help to uh, help him get the super... Uh, the Justice League back. Now, the only reason Kevin Hart decides to do this is because every time he breaks out, he he tell he because he breaks out of this pound pretty often, but always gets caught again. Uh, and he always tells his fellow inmates, "Oh, we're gonna escape. We're gonna go to this farm upstate, and it's gonna be great for us." And Dwayne Johnson's like, "Hey, there's no farm. You're you're lying to them. I I, I can tell them that you're lying, or you can help me get get my 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 owner back, and then I could bring it to Smallville to a rail farm." So that's why uh, Kevin mm. Hart's dog. I'm just telling you the plot of the fucking movie here. I'm sorry. Uh, that that oh, took good. way too long to say. These animals it's have to. <laughs> a little labored, too. Like, yeah. You, know, Liam, you did not sound excited yeah. to tell me these details. I just yeah. would like to point out. This, this movie is an hour and 45 minutes, and boy, oh boy, is it a long Deal one. Like uh, every minute. Buddy. <laughs> It's it's cute, uh, like I love it. This this little uh, little turtle voiced by Natasha. The, the the turtle is voiced by Natasha Leone, and I thought oh, it was yeah. an old lady, so her voice worked pretty well. But like every now and again, she'll swear, and they just bleep out the swear. I think that's the funniest thing. It's like a PG movie, okay. <laughs> and she's like saying shit and stuff, and they're just editing her out, and. Uh, so, yeah, you got Superman's played by John Krasansi. Uh, Batman's played by Keanu Reeves. Uh, Lex Luthor's Mark Marin. So I, I just went because of the cast, man. I was excited for this cast. Okay. Fucking uh, Middle Ditch and Swartz are in it as uh, some some characters. It just has an interesting cast. Kate McKinnon's the evil guinea pig or hamster or whatever the fuck it is. Ah. Yeah, man. I got it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I say is like, even just trying to talk about the story of the movie, you just sounded like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give. Wow, wow! Six minutes to tell all that. DC's League of Super Pets. I'm gonna give one and a half slices. Uh, two slices of toast. Two oh, slices. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now I will say. There's a post-credit scene. And, uh, it kind of ties to an upcoming superhero movie or anti-hero movie, and it might have Dwayne Johnson as another character. Uh, I don't know. Stay, stay after the credits if you see this movie. Huh? Shazam. Shazam is 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 is, is someone else, man. Which I'm excited. Oh, man, I'm can I tell you about Shazam 2? I know you are. I realize after midway of my sentence. Shazam, I love Shazam. I think it's one of my favorite DC movies. And uh, the trailer for Shazam 2 just looks like dog shit to me. But I'll still see it anyways. Yeah, um, I mean, the first Dennis. one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, maybe you can help get uh, get me out of this funk uh, with another movie that you saw. The viewage. I got I got another classic. I wanted to keep the ball rolling for what I was doing last episode a little bit. Uh, this is another one that I feel like I've heard from a bajillion people. You got to see it. This is one of those like classic '80s action flicks. It's just like, oh yeah, of course. It gets listed along the side of a lot of other stuff, and it's when you talk about John Carpenter, this movie's always there, but it's the one I just never watched. And I'm talking about Big Trouble in Little China. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you gonna spring us? I have no idea. Many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <clears throat> my destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Ah! Oh, God, is this really happening? gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. One, two, three. We may be trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Oh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the reflexes. Yes, that's right. This is the Kurt Russell action classic. Um, I went into this not knowing anything other than it's Kurt Russell. He's in... Chinatown, there might be some magic, and there's guns. That's it. That's all I knew. Um, so I was like, I was kind of going in blind. I, I like this kind of soft start with learn, learning he was a truck driver. I was already like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some maximum overdrive vibes. Like, this is going to be some hardcore, like, dark shit. And, and then it's, I started to slowly realize, okay, this is not your normal uh, John Carpenter movie. 
Okay, it wasn't quick. It took me a minute. I was waiting for the hook to set on something a little darker and a little more violent, and it never really did. What I was not disappointed by were the sex, the sex, all the amazing sex that was happening. Oh, uh, yeah, sex, sex, sex. All of the amazing sets that they shot, the production design in general. I liked the costume design. The practical effects were really fucking cool. There, uh, it took me a second to kind of realize the, what, I think the first time or second time you see James Hong on screen, you weren't looking at him. You were looking at a full animatronic that was like an aged version of him. Uh, it, it was cool. I really liked the style of the movie. The, like, the nitty gritty of the story, like the folklore surrounding the plot, I really enjoyed. I liked this ancient Chinese folklore that they were trying to use where it was like this combined this amalgamation of different religions and we're, we're having this high mysticism with like these crazy warriors we got dudes with swords and axes and hammers and we've got some crazy samurai dude with like six shooters and i like this kind of east meets west feeling all the way through the dialogue though holy shit i like i said it took me a minute to kind of catch just how hardcore like a campy comedy this was supposed to be because I was still waiting for it to be like an action horror movie. And I was not ready for this. That's my mistake. Uh, did this influence my review? Absolutely. I, I, I was trying not to read too much about the film because I didn't want to get too much backstory on it. I wanted, There's too much fandom about it, right? So I just didn't want to like buy into too much of that. Maybe, yeah. maybe that would have helped because... I, to be honest, there's like every time we tried to advance the plot, I kind of felt lost. We had so many, it was running so many different directions. We we're constantly dropping our characters in the middle of shit happening that I get it. There's other movies that works better. This one felt very clumsy. And I think we we're just supposed to keep buying into the fact that we're just watching Kurt Russell and Dennis Dunn and Kim Cattrall. We're like these people were familiar with seeing on screen Victor Wong. Uh, uh, I, I liked a lot of the cast. But it's like the dialogue they had was really crappy. If it weren't for the action and the set design and all the special effects and shit, I probably would have given up on this movie, to be honest. It was really rough for me to get through. Um, but I'm like, I don't regret watching it one bit. I understand why it has the pedigree it does, why people freak out about it. Do I agree with all the hype that, pe that people like to give it? No, it is not. I don't know. I would rather watch The Thing again. There's a lot of other... Several other John Carpenter movies I'd rather watch. Um, I don't know. It's like I finally got to it. It was so built up. I didn't know what to expect. And I'm kind of just like, hmm, all right. I've seen that now. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China is available on Hulu. I'm going to give it two slices of toast. It was all right. It did not, it did not have me jumping at the nips, Adam. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I get that, Dennis. I mean, I, I watched this for the first time, I think, about six years ago. Same situation. And uh, I had same reaction you had, the exact same reaction. It's like, what? Everyone talks about how great this movie is, and then it's just this weird, campy, awkward 80s movie. And uh, honestly, <laughs> this movie, it's funny that we're talking about this after we're talking about the League of Superheroes or Super Pets, because there's been a lot of talk uh, that... DW Dwayne Johnson is has been trying to get a reboot or a continuation movie made starring him, of course. Of course. Yeah. 
So that'd be uh, that'd be something you could hear us toast in a few years, maybe. Okay. I, you know what though? I but I get it though because that's the, throughout the whole movie. It just we're constantly like kind of making fun of a lot of other action movies, and even Kurt sure. Russell's making fun of other versions of himself at various himself, points. Himself, yeah. It's I don't know. I just didn't realize this is what I was getting into. So it doesn't right. even. It, what does that say about the movie then? It doesn't. It's not landing off the bat. If mm. I, you have to explain the joke to me before you tell it, right? It's not funny then, is yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, I. But again, the fights were cool. The sets were cool. Like yeah. I'm still pulled back into the world, but ugh, it just was a mediocre now, movie. It, if I'm reco- recalling correctly. Isn't there like a scene in an alleyway that kind of reminds you of like a Raiden fight, like like Raiden from uh, oh, because the movie came out in Mortal Kombat? They totally just ripped Raiden off from Big Trouble in Little China, one hundred percent. The way he like yeah. rides lightning down to earth, and even the way he like throws the arms into the air, it just reminds me of like Mac in uh, It's Always Sunny. It's like I do kind of like a hand of god sort of thing when he's like referencing his like martial arts and he's just like mimicking mm. raiden from Mortal combat um yeah no that's i i totally can yeah. see that i totally felt like that's all it was was it was was it ed boon was just like fuck yeah this is going to be a character in our game <laughs> <laughs> oh boy some people want to get a little bit of a vengeance if, if they ripped off a character from a beloved movie like that. But it worked out in their, in their world. You would think. You would think. They got Johnny Cage kind of too out of it, if you think about it. But he's not exactly coming. Yeah, that's real little Kurt Russell-ish. No, no. Dennis, I'm going to talk about another movie that just came out this weekend. And by the time you're hearing this, uh, I guess two weeks ago. Uh, the uh, BJ Novak directorial debut feature film, Vengeance. I have a story. Okay. I'm in West Texas, where this family just lost their daughter to an opiate overdose. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's not someone I was close to. But you flew to Texas for it? Uh, yes. Uh, it was a girl I hooked up with a few times. Her family thought that we were more serious than I did. I've heard so much about you. I've, I've heard, yeah. Evelyn just didn't die, she was murdered. What? And the two of us are going to avenge her death. So as like a personal boundary, I don't avenge deaths. But here's what I can do. I'm going to record everything that you think happened to Abilene. And we'll put it on a podcast and we'll see where it leads. What evidence does he have that it was a murder? Nothing. And that's the story. What's this podcast about? A new American reality where people invent these conspiracies. You got deep state, pill pushers, cartels, the law. Because the truth is too hard to accept. My Prius exploded. Oh my God. What if you're driving a real car with gas and stuff? The problem isn't that these people aren't smart. The problem is that they are. How do you take your coffee? In the mouth. If you want people to open up to you, you gotta act like one of us. Who here is a diehard fan of the University of Texas? And who here is a fan of Texas Tech? What if she was murdered? This just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Looks like two pairs of Prince cowboy boots. Calling out an APB to find two men wearing cowboy boots. (laughs) 
What happened to her? Why do you care so much? Why do you care so little? We're so lucky in you, Emily. I really don't know what you saw in me. Art sees art. Texas has a full word. You can't solve something like this with a 45. It's the breakdown of society is what it is. Yes, ma'am. I think that's very wise. You're going to need a 12-gauge, a couple of ARs, no. Wesson yep. Automatic, and no. a sidearm yep. for no. safety. Exactly. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in an Uber. Now, uh... I didn't know much about this movie. I, I know I've seen the trailer a few times, and it's funny. I was talking to someone at work the other day. And he's like, because he knows I do, I do this podcast. He's like, yeah, you're going to see a movie? I'm like, yeah. Then I named a few movies, and, he, and I'm like, ah, oh, this B.J. Novak movie. And he's like, oh, I keep seeing that fucking trailer on, on Hulu all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget Hulu does it if you don't. <laughs> you don't want to pay for commercials free and then like I, I was telling my girlfriend i'm like ah, i might go to the movies to see one movie tonight and see another one tomorrow it's like well, what's your options and i'm like uh dwayne the rock johnson and kevin hart as the superhero animals or uh bj novak's movie she's like well something fun and adorable or something uh pretentious i'm like yeah i can't make a choice and uh <laughs> so that was me going into this a lot of a lot of negative connotations so this negative uh waves, man this yeah uh and so this is uh is about bj novak's character he is a uh guy in new york he uh hooks up with ladies left and right he saves them in his phone with uh, different notes about them and uh he works for the uh the new yorker uh but he's not happy it's not good enough he wants to be a he, he wants to be a podcaster dennis and uh he's friends with someone who produces podcasts and she's selling them you got concepts, but you you don't got a story. And if you don't have a story, you don't have a podcast. And I guess that's why we're not doing very well, because we don't got a story. Um, that is until one night he gets a phone call in the middle of the night from some guy saying, this is the worst call you could ever get. And he's like, what? Half awake. He's like, your girlfriend's dead. And he's like, what? Who? And, and so essentially, uh, this girl in Texas had died and uh, apparently she told everyone in her family that B.J. Novak was her boyfriend uh, from New York. And B.J. Novak, I guess, hooked up with her a few times. And uh, but he's like, I guess I'll go to this funeral because I, I could could do a podcast about this. It be, might be interesting. Oh, God. So he goes out. Yep. Yeah, he goes out there. He goes to the he, he expects the whole family to be crazy and this and that and hillbillies and. And then he goes to the the, the funeral, and they they make him make him give a speech, and he's just saying honestly, he's like, I wish I knew her more, I I, I, I this and that, but it all plays off as if, oh yeah, he he's sad that she's dead, and sure, it works sure. to his advantage, and uh, and then as like the brother is bringing him back uh, to the airport, the brother's like, so uh, I think someone killed her. You should help me avenge your death. And he's like, wait, what? Why Why do you think someone killed her? He's like, well, the, every, the cops are ruling it as a uh, overdose, but she's never even taken Advil. She's She would never touch, uh, touch drugs. So I, I think someone killed her, drugged her and killed her. And he thinks this is fucking crazy, but he calls his, his friend who produces podcast, and she's like, oh, now that's a story right there. And uh, so he decides, all right, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to talk to the family, talk to people involved, talk to people that know her. 
and he's doing all this and and then he's he's slowly getting to know this girl uh from videos and different things that he finds uh and and it's an interesting cast uh, you got bj novak as this main character you got this guy uh boyd holbrook uh, as the brother ashton kutcher's in it uh isa ray uh, a bunch of random people you might be like oh that person looks familiar from this and that and uh it's interesting. It's not what I thought it was. Like it works. It's 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 great. There's some twists and turns. Uh, pretty rich characters. Overall, I had a good time. I really thought I was not going to like it, and I, I rather enjoyed it. I gotta um, say, the setup it sounds concept- like what Novak wishes his life was. But uh, yeah, that's just assuming that's how pretentious B.J. Novak really is in real life. So that's, uh, exactly. <laughs> he's um, from the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like it's like for a while, he's just a smug asshole, like kind of laughing at these people. Oh, but then he gets point. to he gets to kind of liking these people. And like then he he slowly thinks, oh, maybe they're not. Maybe maybe they're right, because one day after he uh, talks to the one person, his his car uh, is set on fire and explodes and he thinks someone's after him now for doing this. And it's interesting. I don't I, I it's it's odd. I, I, I know the setup's silly and stupid. So it's kind of like a road movie then, is it or is it all kind of in one place or it's it's all it all takes place in this little Texas town. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. And Ashton Kutcher gives a great performance in it. I feel like I haven't seen him in films in a bit. Um, I'm going to give Vengeance. I'm going to give it three slices of toast. It's a fun little mystery to to tell if the family's right or wrong. See some twists and some turns. See if she was killed or a junkie or whatnot. Yeah. I uh, am that. I got to be honest. I, I, I was just like, I was, it didn't get a whole lot of push in the press, you know, like it, it didn't get mm-hmm. a whole lot of media push. So I was wondering, is it just, yeah. he's just trying to send it by word of mouth? Like he wants it to just, and then, which doesn't shock me, if, especially if they're trying to bank on like the kind of indie vibe I assumed mm-hmm. he was trying to take with the distribution of it. But, uh, and the, okay. the weird thing is this, this movie was produced by a uh, Blumhouse. Exactly. So it's like that's not a small production, you know. Like it's there's some money in no. there. Yeah, so yeah. That many those, all the people you rattled off. Like that's that's not those are not mm-hmm. small paychecks. No, no. But I mean, some people might have done it for under scale and just did it to be uh, friendly. I don't know. But uh, I think there's a movie that you and I can tag team to end this show. There isn't. Not oh, at all. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Not today. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Fucking, what's it? Damn it. Now, E40. I was going to try and make an E40 reference. Do we got uh, another E40, movie? What? Nope. <laughs> another review? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Dennis, <laughs> what, 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 what should we talk about here, man? Nope. Okay, fine. We'll end it. All right. Let's let's do this. All right. So <laughs> Oh, no, you don't thanks, understand. Let's talk about the movie. Nope. The Jordan Peele flick. Uh, oh wow. Wow, well, that, that might have been the worst. Wow. Maybe we should cut that. <laughs> uh, all right, no, no, yeah. You want you want all right, so let's play that trailer. 
What if I told you that today you'll leave here different? Pops. Pops! I'm talking to you. Bro, what'd you see? Something about the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever killed Pops is out there? Right here, you are going to witness an absolute spectacle. So what happens next? Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm talking rich and famous for life. There's plenty of videos for flying shit online. Ain't nobody gonna get what we gonna get. What we gonna get? The money shot. What's up? Undeniable proof of aliens on camera. The Oprah shot. You guys gonna tell me what's going on? Hell no. Because no. I'm now here, and you're the only person in the world that can get it on film. That cloud ain't moved an inch. It's aliens. They're just waiting for the perfect time to shove metal probes up our asses. I'll be rooting for you. I think we pissed them off. Yeah, they repainted your house. They're gonna come back. You ready? We got some work to do. Not it. Nope. I'll get them out. And I'll get the shot. Gotta tell me, what did you see in that cloud? Well, it's not what you think. No! They took him. They took him all. I gotta get out this house. I'm trying to save you. My brother is out there. I don't think they take you. If you don't look at it. But don't look, don't look. This dream you're chasing. Where you end up at the top of the mountain. It's the one you never wake up from. You'll be getting a call from my supervisor asking how my service was. Five stars, Angel, five stars. Wow, that trailer gave nothing away, Dennis. Let's <laughs> let's get into it. What's the premise of this one, Dennis? Okay, now that it's been out for a few weeks, I really don't want to just try to drag through a synopsis of every moment of the movie, but a little taste of how no, we start no, no. out. The, we got the Haywood family. These are um, some longtime Hollywood ranchers who breed horses for the Hollywood filmmaking and television industry. Uh, they're famous for being some of the first uh, black people ever, literally the first people ever on motion picture. And... Uh, they can trace their lineage from from then all the way till today, where they're still providing uh, Hollywood horse talent. Uh, they've fallen on some hard times a little bit, uh, and by the hard times falling on them, I mean fucking change and keys falling out of the goddamn sky that then unfortunately strike down their father right in front of their son, and uh, which 
is the first step in a series of events that leads one to believe what the fuck is going on above our heads and starts to make you question what you think you know about earth reality uh what we how we perceive the world around us and my god it's this is this is something that has just the right layer of macguffins for me to keep you questioning what the next step or turn is going to be that i just mm. could, i i was ready for the next scene to start like every moment of the way from beginning to end yeah all right i'm already tipping my yeah. hat out feeling about that movie but um yeah uh, uh daniel kalua my god between him and kiki palmer just i mean i thought they owned every frame that they were in i mean like, there was their their characters were so fleshed out and i like so real to me mm-hmm. i i now, liked can i yeah can i give you an unpopular take but I don't want to have it uh, taken the wrong way. I feel like the character that Kiki Palmer plays, overall, she doesn't add very much to the story. Like, I feel like out of all the players in this story, she's kind of more like the audience to me. She's more reactive than actually action. But, I mean, her character is a phenomenal character. She plays the character perfectly and great. Interesting. But I feel like she's, although I, I guess I'm wrong because she does set some things in motion that need to be done. But after that, it's kind of like, it's, and it's, it's settled. Uh, well, now that's interesting. You, you, you framed it that way. To me, it's because we are highlighting the fact that she's subtly referencing. I've always been the black sheep in the family. Obviously, she did not stay, stay in town to stay on the farm. He's asking where her sister is. Like, you know, it's true. We're referencing the fact true. that she's always, you know, she's hooking up with some chick. She's got some other side hustle going. She's always got something else going yeah. on. Staying right here with her, although she knows how to do the work. This is just sure. not, this is not what she does. And the the highlighting, the crowning point of that was on her, when she points it out, her ninth birthday, she was supposed to break that horse. Mm. Ended up going to that next film set that kind of like, that's where her brother and her father then kind of maintained the ranch from there on out. So it's like, she didn't see a purpose anymore. So why should she? She needed to carve out her own piece. That's how I read her character. The re- that's why yeah, she came in rattling off all that other shit is because she needed to, they have the name already. She needed to have her name. Yeah. Too. And it, it was yeah. that age. She had something she valued so much. The one little fragment of what she thought was hers on that ranch was taken away. And, and from her perspective, without a thought, it was just like Which... her considered whatsoever. And her, and ironically, her Staying on theme with what we've been talking about tonight. It's all comes down to fucking Dwayne Johnson, man. He's the reason that she's not doing this. The fucking Scorpion King was the movie that pulled her down. There you go. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes, good, good reference there. That is it. It is Scorpion King. That was the movie, which I do love that the kind of like grounded in reality feeling where they did mm-hmm. reference several real world things that were just like, oh, yeah, or just going around town. Um, Another thing, just kind of fun, random tidbit we were talking about before we went live. Uh, Adam, I'm pretty sure they shot across the street from your old your old spot when you lived out here, dude. I, you I'm, know, I, 
It's that burger place. I don't know. This place, Jimmy's Charbroiled Burgers, uh, next to the slummy place I lived. Uh, you know, you think this, and my girlfriend pointed this out too, and I'm like, I don't think so, man. I didn't see my apartment, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of burger joints that look like this. Now, if you want to know what it looks like, ladies and gents, if you've ever watched Reno 911, uh, they go to this place pretty frequently called Tacos, 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 <laughs> and that is the place. Now, is this the same place? I mean, very well might be, but to me, I didn't think it. But it's funny that my girlfriend and you both think this. So I very well am probably wrong. Uh, this was not mentioned previously. I said it, and then he pointed out that she also said that. So yeah. it's like, I, I'm I'm quite sure. There are a couple other, I feel like there's a couple other spots that I, I recognize too. But now well, that that's the thing. Like, that, I, I, I should be excited. Oh, they film right next door to my shithole uh, slummy uh, apartment, but I was more excited. Like at one point, they were in a parking lot, and I'm like, "Ooh, this looks like a parking lot of fries and Burbank." Yes. And then they're inside fries and Burbank, and I'm like, "That I got it." I was so excited about. And then because oh. like yeah, there's this electronic stores in Los Angeles area, and I guess other regions too, called Fries, and they're all themed differently. And Fries and Burbank has a uh, like a 50s, 60s style uh, sci-fi to it. Yeah. But the weird it, thing yeah. is, they're in the fries. I mean, maybe it's not the maybe it's not the fries. I think it is. But if if I thought I knew the parking lot, and then they are in the store, I think it is. But they didn't show any of the alien shit there, which was the it, weirdest part. Because it closed already. I'm pretty sure by the time they filmed uh... them, bankrupt. So I because I distinctly remember on the because I was in the I'm in the uh, art department group on Facebook that. When the fries closed in LA, they were all talking about those set pieces. Like they were selling them just straight up. And huh. all a bunch of uh, art directors, set dressers, and production designers were all like buying them all up, or uh, <laughs> prop houses were buying them up. So, sure. This it's is just cool shit. Specific. So, like, he, Adam was referencing the uh, in Burbank, they had an Alien Invasion one. In Woodland Hills, they had an Alice in Wonderland theme. Alice in Wonderland. Uh, there's yeah. the there's the Queen of Hearts. They had the Mad. There was a Mad Hatter. There's the a twins. You had the, the the caterpillar. I can't think of his fucking name. Um, all the major like characters were giant statues throughout the story. Um, but that was that was the iconic thing. But I think that's that might have been some of the reason why, dude. Especially why the the store seemed like it was kind of narrow and shuttered off. Yeah, they, they it just, was just one aisle. They yeah. just they just dressed enough. To, to make it look like the store is full. And I, I think they did a decent job of at least making it look like a fries. The chain link fence in the yeah. background. You had the aisles of just like the bare appliances just sitting there on the top uh -huh. shelf. And it's funny, as I was watching and I got nostalgic thinking about fries, I'm like, how the fuck does fries stay in business? So I didn't know that they all closed, but that makes sense now. The entire chain went out of business. Uh, I think that's why they could just now, show, show fries electronics like unabashedly <laughs> yeah and Word. then there's a fries man now now so i'm gonna i'm gonna get to the nitty-gritty dennis kind of scaled past it but at this point we're three weeks out clearly folks you kind of you got to see the movie this isn't a really a spoiler but they think there's uh possibly ufos so they go to fries to get electronics to try to fucking catch it on camera so they can sell it to the fucking to make money and yes. uh, so they need equipment. And this is when we meet this guy, Angel, who works at Fry's. <laughs> One of my favorite fucking characters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Fantastic funny. character. 
this guy helps them set up their equipment and he's like, Hey, I can help watch the uh, footage for you. And they're like, no, we're good. And then literally this guy's watching footage and runs to go and help them as as things are happening. Uh, He even lets them crash at their place at some point. This is such a great. (laughs) The the camera went out. That's what he did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dragonflies on the camera and this and that. Like, oh man. Uh, And, Played by and, and we're not all just a name. Who is that? Uh, the actor is uh, Brandon Perea. Fantastic job. See, I don't know him, but I mean, I I, I like what he did here, so I got yeah, to see him in other shit in this movie. That's for sure. And I would like to also mention yeah. the actor later. Uh, just to, I guess, well, here uh, Stephen Ewan, obviously. Right? I mean, yes, he's, that's he's, where I was going to go. Get pushed out front. Uh, Michael Wincott, I who plays the uh, DP. I, I like oh, him. Oh, that guy's fantastic. I liked him a lot, I have to say. His mm-hmm. his voice too was awesome. <laughs> but anyway, I'm getting ahead oh, of myself. Another 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 tie here to my DC's uh, League of Super Pets. Uh the dad in this film is played by <gasps> Goliath yeah. himself. Fucking uh, um Wow, I, I just had his name a second ago and then I did a fucking uh, David. Uh, David, Keith David. Uh, is the dad who unfortunately passes in this film. And he also plays uh, like um, Superman's dog's dad in, in, in fucking DC <laughs> Super Pets. Awesome. Uh, can't get enough of Keith David. Cool. Fuck, so, you meet back in. <laughs> yeah. Love it, uh, love it. I love him. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, so we're not even talking about the fact that just trying to stay afloat because uh, since the dad died, business kind of died down a little bit. And uh uh, and um, Daniel Kaluuya uh, kind of pawning off horses on this local attraction run by uh, a once uh, famous television star, a child actor who kind of owns this rodeo style uh, theme park. Like a family owned. Yeah, like a family owned side highway theme park. Not not your Knott's Berry Farm, but, you know, they obviously, it wants spent to be. Million, you know, there's like a couple million bucks easily in this little tiny thing. Yeah. He's, he's clearly invested all he's got into this place. And uh, I get that there's a message here. Uh, the movie starts off with some funky stuff involving a, a monkey named Gordon. And then we, we, we hear, we hear stories of Gordon. And then there's a whole chapter of, of, of what happened on this television show. That's nerve wracking. Fuck. Yeah, man. And I love it. I, I love this stuff. But I'm like, I don't think it belongs in this movie. I feel like what? that should be its own movie. Oh, I mean, I get, I get. That was a conversation we had. Okay, interesting. All right. This is a matter of interpretation then. Because I read that chapter a little different. I mean, I get. I, I, I think you're going to say the same thing that my girlfriend said. The point of the chapter. But for me, I want a whole fucking Gordy movie. I want, I want that as its own movie. A guy grieving and coping with all that but how good I, I just had the, okay to to um this is what I was talking to Val about. But how good would that movie be? And then how long could that movie possibly be if it's only that one event? You would need it to be a part of something else. Now I'm not saying would it would an animal going wild on a sitcom set need to be in an alien invasion movie? No, but. That's like we're building up to a cert, to a moment. So what are, sure. what are so what are we watching then in the movie? Are we building up to the moment multiple times from different perspectives? That can get tiresome after a while. Like I, I love how we're addressing, and I, I mean, 
okay, we we addressed. There's going to be a little some spoileridgey kind of subject matter here, uh, but it's that tie-in of it's it's a uh, it's the motivation. It's Ricky's motivation. True. And true, where, true, true. How uh, some people deal with trauma, you know, they have they have to go through therapy. They yeah. have to address it. He worshipped it. It like oh sure struck him to the core and now it's like he that's all he can think of at any time it's and, and it with like a almost a reverence and a fascination mm. and it to a disturbing level of like i don't know people reading like people people reading police reports of like murders and stuff you know like yeah. that's what that's how he came off to me after a while of like he has this morbid fascination of reliving that day over and over again to the point to where He's still friends. Trying of it, girl. Oh yeah, like, that woman. Oh my god! And and he he has to obviously keep it hidden from most of the people he knows. Mm-hmm. That's not just oh I gotta normally charge money for this. It's because I don't want everyone to see just how into the shit I I am. The fucking theme yeah. song kicks off when you flick the light switch on. You know, like uh, <laughs> to me it was the ultimate delicately layered MacGuffin. Because I was waiting to find out the animals yes, were beasts. Yes, yes, And they were. They have been there for decades. That's what I thought we were leading up to. And I love and, that wasn't the case. In the way that after we saw what happened, and then cut to him giving that speech to his wife, and oh, like the way they God. cut the speech off is like, oh, fuck, is he gonna reveal Gordy's still alive or Gordy's like this or that? And, yes. Oh. This okay. This to me, like all of these things, are just oh. more and more points for fucking Jordan Peele, man. And that's not and, even. Oh, and, that's not even all of the things. No. <laughs> all right, and then let's not not gonna spoil. But what happens in the barn when he's going out there and the creepy things oh. that are popping up there? I'm like, oh shit, this is finally happening. This is going down. And yeah. it's like, oh okay, all right, but it's still something's going down. Oh, that was good. I, I could have dug more of that, but you're right. It's, it's, it's all MacGuffin. He keeps, it's again, he keeps, he knows, I love that he lulls us into the sense of, oh shit, yes, this could legitimately be the movie. I accept, as an audience member, mm-hmm. I'm accepting it. Oh fuck, no, we're going to yank it out from it. And I don't feel cheated from any story because I am on the journey with our character too. It's constant, mm. we're constantly questioning reality. And I love even we got the believer you know, we've got the alien believer guy from Fry's. Uh, Angel's uh-huh. just about it. But that's not true either, is it? You know, like, I love that every short step we think we're taking now gets yanked out from under you. And that yeah. is what keeps interesting to me. And I love, and can I mention, for two hours and 30 minutes, didn't fucking feel like it at all. No, I, no, it definitely, definitely flies by. It's It's a good... By paced film for, for me paced film i don't think there was a minute on screen that was excess i think that he did such a good job of the pregnant pauses and having value in everything that was being shown on screen at least to me there was like i was amazed that after again two and a half hours of watching a movie i didn't think a single thing needed to be removed from it but i see what you mean about the gordy thing but to me that's just it's it's fueling that character why would you work you know worship of flying saucers essentially what he and what it ends up being revealed he's doing unless he has this fascination with like facing a monstrous death creature square in the face which ends up being the ending of of everything but 
And uh, the the POV of what happens, that was fucking gnarly. I'm like, holy fuck, if we go anywhere with this, this is... Yeah. That's that was sexy. And notice, like I, I like I'm already excited to go back and rewatch it because even then, while we're watching his PTSD flashbacks, he's kind of jumbling mm. some of the details in in them as you start piecing it together. Uh, oh yeah, first one as a child, he already has the blood splashed across his face throughout the whole scene, even though we see Gordy still wandering around set. It isn't until the last flashback scene it's revealed the blood splashed across his face was from Gordy being put uh, down. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... And then, and then of course, when he's telling the story to, uh, to, to the siblings, it's like, oh, man, it's great. Chris Kattan played it perfectly on SNL with, my, with Molly, Terry O'Terry, and this and that. And, and then, like, oh, yeah, and the, the, this couple paid me a million dollars to come and spend the night in the shrine. And They're people weird. love this stuff. I don't get it. I yeah. didn't ask him what they did here. Right, yeah, was, and then like he, he's so on it, he gets the fascination. Mm-hmm. And so, like the the, the thing here, like that kind of sets you up for a little questionableness. Is uh, we go to visit him at one point where fucking our main character OJ goes to fucking pawn a horse there, and he's like, "Hey, man, I still want to make sure I can buy these horses back later." And he's like, uh, "We can talk about it." Yeah. But then we find out what really happens with these horses, and it's like, oh boy. But then, and with that, there's another thing. It's like there's multiple opportunities. He did kind of try to show what was happening. He invited them to shows a couple of times. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then there's there's the I love that scene with the statue of. So where'd you get that? Oh, it looks just like the one we have, where it plays two ways. It looks like oh I'm he's oh he's questioning us because we totally stole this from his property. When really it's like, mm-hmm. please don't upset the aliens uh, in the uh-huh. space, so to speak. You know, like, I've got an arrangement. Like, I, I see what you're doing. Don't fuck this up for me. And I love that yeah. moment. Panic. And, like, in hindsight, it's like, oh, my God, that's what he's worried about. But he doesn't know what's going to happen. And it's not revealed mm-hmm. until that last country, you know, the last fucking show. Yeah. That, God damn, man. I mean, just... That, that was the thing. Is Every time I thought, like, what the fuck is this? Oh, like, that is what I felt. Every 15 to 20 mm-hmm. minutes I'm watching this movie. What am I about to see? <gasps> what? You know, it's constantly just almost knocking the wind out of me of just one turn after another, I guess. And and subtly. Yeah. It's just the right measured amounts. Not full 180 or fucking 360 in the whole movie. Oh my god, we're now we're starting the whole thing over. No, like little nudges until you're just like in a completely different place before you realize. I like mm. the, the TMZ photographer. <laughs> was, yeah. That was a, something. <laughs> and at one point, I like when he calls him like Scorpion King. And it's like, oh, shit, this guy knows too. What? That's weird. That I want to I want to uh. uh, another. I love that that subtle callback of uh, when OJ's trying to give his sister. He's closing the book and it's when they're assigning code names to everything. It's like, nope, that's Jean Jacket. And it's like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're mm-hmm. gonna break. She's gonna break Jean Jacket. Like that's it's gonna happen. Yeah. I've fucking, I I loved everything. Like the names of things, just everything mattered in this mm. movie. And that mm. that's some fucking fantastic filmmaking in my book. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm trying trying to figure out the ranking in my page of the three of the Jordan Peele films. I mean, Get Out, oh. I think, is up there. I think I like this more than Us. Like, oh, I, I feel I, like I liked Us. Us was I, like, I, like, I, I love them all. Yes, yes. But I don't know. I don't know the ranking for me. Man, I because I think I I gave Get Out four. I want to say I gave it four slices. I don't recall off the top of my head. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I walked out of this movie, I knew what I was, what ranking I was giving it. I like. Oh well, let's get, let's get the well. That's good. I <laughs> honestly don't have a ranking yet until you say yours, and then I'll be like, well, I'll see this. Actually, I, I think I think I got one. Man, I, I, I'll give I'll give mine. Okay, I'll give three and a half slices. All right, man, that is a fucking awesome score right there. Uh, my the, my scale for it was. I finally realized I'm struggling for something I dislike about the movie, and I could not okay. think of one. So I'm going to give it four That's slices. Good. That uh, nope was a Fair four enough. slice for me, and I I love Jordan Peele. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Andy, it's funny. I, I had a conversation as as I was driving to see the movie, like. That the other day I was looking at some Funkos at a local comic book store, and uh, there was a Jordan Peele director Funko, and he had a grizzly beard. And I'm like, is this something that we're supposed? Are we supposed to? I I feel like I when I see Jordan Peele, he's normally clean shaven or like a light fucking stubble. But uh, is he going for now like a bearded director look? I I don't know. You should see some of the promo uh, material for him on just on Nope. I even like a. On IMDb, his uh, look, I would say, look at Kiki Palmer's photo on IMDb. The beard he's rocking on the cover of GQ there is awesome. Uh, no, this is, I love that. That now he is honestly, I can, t- I will place my bet right now, is going to now go down as another great American director. Like, th- this is, oh, yeah. I, he he came out of a brilliant sketch comedy show that I was familiar with him on to end up being this mm-hmm. fucking Which, incredible filmmaker. I feel like the irony, well, that show was on. He was probably brewing all this stuff because, but like, in the well, getting all the roles was Jordan Peele, and he was getting all the limelight, and now it's kind of reversed a bit. Now, uh, like you. Keegan, Keegan, sorry, yeah, Keegan had all the films and was getting all the limelight, and now I feel like it's kind of reversed a bit. I gotta say, watching the movie though, I had this moment in my head of just like, huh, I could totally see the setup for like the the Gordy reference could totally have been mm. like, I could see that have originally being like a sketch that would have been kind of funny, but way too expensive or way too like oh, graphic yeah. for them to ever do on Key and Peele, but totally could see mm-hmm. this being a comedic like sketch. Instead, well, I mean, it's oh, funny. It's funny. Like I, I did, uh, I did watch the other day. There is a Gordy's home uh, opening uh, um, uh, scene a sequence on YouTube, like <laughs> shot, like it's like all video, like a recorded videotape of Gordy's home, the opening. I love yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, but no, I mean, and there's been articles. Apparently, like a few years ago, it was actually based off a dream he had that he woke up from the whole Gordy's oh, home incident. Yeah. That's oh God. Damn, that he didn't man. put into this. Yeah. Scary. Oh, uh, just to throw it out there, um, at the after the end of the closing credits, there was reference to oh, yep, yep. the uh, studio tour Universal. They have the they have the Western town. Uh, what, what's it called? Um, um, the the name of uh his character on the Western show is on. Uh, 
uh, I, I thought that was cool. So we'll I'll, next time Val and I roll through Universal, I'll report back if it's still standing, if it's still up there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's one of a kind. Day and date, day that this movie opened, they opened that attraction as a part of the ride, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. 100%. And that's a strong close for for the episode, if I must say. That's a... Yeah, there were some rocky patches in the beginning, I'll tell you that. We had to find our way there. We had to stumble through a couple of flicks before getting to the goodness. But hey, you can and well, I'm at it. Talking about beards, have you seen uh, fucking uh, um, wow? I, it's Brian Cranston's beard. He has a pretty gnarly beard right I now. In general, it's I feel phenomenal. Like he's solid beard. So, like, it's thick a as a dick, man. It's it's big. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with the episode. I just you know me and beards. I do know uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, we're we going through a little. I'm going through a little crisis right now. I'm like considering if I want to shave my beard for the wedding I'm going to in a few weeks, or if I just want to let it go because I, I wanted to get really, I wanted to get a big beard going, but it's like because you uh, potentially shave it in the future, and then you get to look back at those awesome photos. It's like, yeah, look at that beard. Yeah, exactly. I felt like one point in... Sorry, so I'm going to end this now because nobody wants to fucking hear any beard talk. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> ladies and gents. It's been an hour and 52 minutes of a lot of bullshit and a few reviews. Thank you for listening. I, I greatly appreciate it. I, I appreciate your time, you toasties. Please stay toasty. Yes, and uh, if you want to be pretty toasty, you can head over to our uh, Apple podcast page and leave us a, a little toasty review. A good, bad, whatever. An ugly review. A killer review. Whatever review. Thanks. Uh, if you want to take part and do the polls, uh, head over to our social media, at movie underscore toast, over at Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, oh, Facebook, you can go to Movie Toast News and Reviews on, on YouTube to watch some, some videos. Uh, and also uh, on Facebook as well. We have two two pages. Cheerio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I think, think, that's, think that's it. I think so. All right. Get out of oh. here. Why are you still sitting in the chairs in the dark? Go home. The movie's over.